The 2022 Pac-12 Media Day is officially in the books, but what did we learn about this Utah football team and the future of the Pac-12 as a conference? Well, we're talking about it right now. You are Locked On Utes, your daily podcast on the Utah Utes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and thank you for making Locked On Utes your first listen every single day. We are available on all platforms, including YouTube. My name is JT Wistersill, a former student intern inside the University of Utah Athletic Department. On today's show, we're going to be going over Utah's Media Day appearance, what we learned about the team, what we learned about the Pac-12 as a conference. It was a fun weekend, and the first time we got to hear from a number of people since a lot of big news has dropped, the big one being conference realignment, of course. Always discussion about that. But first, want to shift the focus on to what we are about here at Locked On Utes, the Utes. We'll talk about the what conference Utah may end up in in the future based on what Commissioner Klyovkov said. But first, want to talk about what we learned about this Utah team from the players and coaches in attendance, that being Coach Whittingham, Clark Phillips, and Cam Rising. So first, talk about Coach Whittingham's press conference. He talked about how he's looking forward to getting into fall camp. He also, I thought it was interesting, talked about just how good of a leader Cam Rising is. Called him one of the best leaders he's ever been around. And Coach Whittingham being one of the longest tenured coaches in FBS, it's obviously a huge compliment to Cam and even to touched on Cam's instant impact when he got inserted into that game versus San Diego State, the job he did. So just really cool to learn even more about. We know Cam's a good leader, but to hear a compliment coming like that from your coach is an extreme honor. So, but the most interesting thing that Coach Whittingham talked about to me was how he feels the football of college football, the future of college football is going. Talked about how super conferences are coming. He sees a 12 to 16 team playoff format in the near future. How Talked about how the landscape is rapidly changing. That we'll never see anything close to what we've been used to the last 50 years for college football. And that's a different world. So you have to adapt. You have no control of what's going on. So you have to focus on your team and recruiting. And obviously in terms of recruiting, Utah has done a great job of that and team building as well as they've been really successful the past few years of the program. And that's no different here. I think coach Witt's focus is firmly on this season, knowing he doesn't have any control over what future conference Utah may play in, but he does understand what goes into that because he talked about how he feels like the conference is unified at the moment, but he said we'll see based on the media rights how all of that goes over. That's kind of when, if we're going to talk about a future, that's when it would discuss. So there is a ton of pressure on the conference to get these media rights deals settled and that for a high value, and we'll see if they're able to do that. And if not, the co- there may not be a future of the Pac-12 conference, and that sounds like that's something that Coach Whittingham understands. One of the other things that was interesting to hear Coach Whittingham talk about was how he was surprised, but also not surprised by USC and UCLA's departure. I think, to me, what I read into that quote, having no insider information or anything, is that Coach Whittingham was genuinely surprised when this news broke and did not see it coming that USC and UCLA will be leaving. He even said the timing of the announcement was the thing that surprised him the most. But I think once he kind of thought about it, he realized that it made sense for them and also that he understands based on this new world we're in of conference realignment that this is something that's just kind of happening right now. So with USC and UCLA, these will be the eight, eight teams in total now we've seen move 
into the Power Five or just sw- go to another Power Five conference, the first, of course, being Texas and USC. Then everyone's favorite, BYU, UCF, Cincinnati, and Houston all coming over to the Big 12. Utah may be joining them if you believe what some people have been saying. And then now you get the Big Ten adding USC and UCLA. So lots of madness, and that feels like what we're heading towards the future of college football. It's so uncertain, so up in the air, and it makes it interesting. And that's something that Coach Whittingham understands and recognizes is that the future is out of his control. So no need to stress about it now. One thing I was really happy to hear Coach Winningham talk about was how he doesn't feel his team is operating under the radar this year. You know, obviously every team wants to play with that underdog mindset that people doubted us, this and that. And there are people that still doubt this Utah team, especially like in the SEC, just on the East Coast. You know, a lot of those schools over there, their fans don't respect the Pac-12. It's just a fact. I completely disagree with that take, but you can tell just based on interacting and talking with people on Twitter that the Pac-12 is not always respected, especially when it comes to football. So, but in terms of how Utah, obviously coming off the year they had last year, you win the Pac-12, make the Rose Bowl, it understands that this team is not going to be under the radar. And I appreciate him mentioning that, especially as Utah was picked to win the conference by such a wide margin. I believe it was 26 first place votes in total of the possible 33 or something like that, a wide number and a huge respect to this Utah team. So that was kind of what we learned during Coach Witt's main press conference, but he also appeared on the Pac-12 TV media broadcast that featured Ashley Adamson and Yogi Roth interviewing him. Talked about on that how the Rose Bowl was the next step in this program's evolution. Also talked about how him and Cam Rising both kind of touched on how, yeah, last year's great, you know, obviously now the goal is to win, win the conference again. And I, you know, the question that was posed to them included making a New Year's Six Bowl, but they talked about, they mentioned playoffs as well. I really believe the playoffs the goal because obviously, and I think that Ashley Adams and Yogi Roth would agree with this as well, they made something better than a New Year's Six Bowl, and unless the New Year's Six Bowl, of course, is a playoff game in the Rose Bowl. But in terms of, let's say the Sugar Bowl is not one of the two college football playoff games, and obviously you would rather be in the Rose Bowl than those two, in my opinion. So I believe that Cam and Coach Witt basically did confirm, like, yeah, we want to be in the mix of the college football playoff, or at least back in the Rose Bowl, where we were. That's the standard. Another thing they talked about that was really interesting is you talked about how you get to that point is you have to have that 1-0 and mentality. So what does that 1-0 and mentality mean? So that was something actually back when I played high school football, my coaches always preached to us, go 1-0, and go 1-0, and go 1-0. And, and that always rubbed me the wrong way because I'm like, we're 3-0 and right now, or we're four and one. Like, let's talk about what our record actually is. Like, that's a really important thing. But I was totally missing the point being a dumb high schooler that I was back then, that the point of it is, is you focus on the single game this week, really going one and oh during that week. And then over time, by focusing on each one of those weeks, giving them a thousand percent attention, not looking ahead to your future opponents, not looking behind to past mistakes, dwelling on those. You got to learn from them and move on or past successes that don't mean anything going into the next game. Going 1-0 during that week is what you really have to focus on. And then if you go 1-0 during a bunch of those weeks in a row, that's what leads to a great season. That's what really means that 1-0 mentality means is focusing on the week and the task at hand because if you look ahead to the future or live in the past, then you're not helping your team at all. So that's the big thing they meant by one to know mentality. Cam talked about also, he was asked about, hey, you're a Heisman candidate this year. And he said he doesn't affect him. I still got a chip on his shoulder. He's obviously one of the best quarterbacks in the Pac-12, but guess what? Caleb Williams was voted as the first team quarterback. So there's a chip. He's a Heisman. People in the Pac-12, of course, believe he's a Heisman contender. But that's, once again, I don't think a lot of people on the East Coast are talking about Cam Rising. So lots of reason he can have that chip on his shoulder. 
Coach Witt also talked about that he's excited to have Cam back because of his work ethic, as I talked about. And just in general, this group of guys talked about how since January, their work ethic and determination to become the best team they can be has been unbelievable. And they're 100% committed to being the best team they can be. Also enjoyed hearing Coach Witt shed light on who are some of the leaders of this Utah football team, where he talked about guys like Dalton, Kincaid, Brant Keithy, Solomon Enos, and Devon Vele, all stepping up and kind of trying to be more leaders this year and have really done a good job helping it out. One last thing Coach Witt talked about in kind of in that media session was talked about how the, going into Gainesville, it, that game has their full attention. They cannot wait to get down there and play in that, and they feel like they're ready for the challenge. That's one thing that's for sure. So even though this Florida team is really young under Billy Napier, it's going to be they're entering a rebuilding time. No one expects them to be in the college football playoff discussion. It's not a Gainesville team. This it's not a team from Florida. This Utah team is taking lightly at all. Another thing I noticed just watching the TV kind of interviews was how Clark Phillips is such a phenomenal, not just, we know he's a phenomenal player. He's just, a, once again, just a coach's dream, a phenomenal person. We've talked about on the show before. Every answer he gives is textbook, and he 100% genuinely means that having talked to him outside of the restraints of when he has a football pads, but when he has the football pads and jersey on, I know this is 100% how he is in real life. So you can just tell he's just a coach's dream and showed that at media day. Last thing for that TV interview I wanted to touch on was it was interesting just to hear Cam Rising talk about how he grew up watching Tim Tebow play football and he wants and he grew up wanting to play games at Gainesville. Not in terms of he wanted to be a Florida quarterback, but he's just like, man, that looks like such a fun environment to play in. So it's cool that he's kind of get that opportunity. And he talked about getting that green turf on the jersey as well. There's some pretty famous Tebow pictures. And I'm excited to see Cam go down and have a Tebow-like performance, which is something I absolutely think he is capable. Of. So it's great hearing from this Utah team as well as all the players and the coaches that being Clark Phillips, Cam Rising, and Kyle Winningham that came down. But it was also great to hear from Pac-12 Commissioner, Commissioner Kalayakov. And we're going to talk about that in just a moment. But first, I want to tell you guys about LinkedIn Talent Solutions. As you gear up for the fall, you need the right people on your team to help your small business Fire on all cylinders. LinkedIn Jobs is here to make it easier to find the people you want to talk to faster and for free. Guys, I use LinkedIn all the time, whether it's networking to keep track of my friends or also trying to, it's helped me before, get great opportunities in the working world as well. LinkedIn has everything you need and there are tons of ready to work, especially college students. People just come out of college that are ready to go and help assist your business today. So create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to research your network, to reach your network and beyond, and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. This is the reason why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs as number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know every week nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions may apply. So, obviously, us as Utah fans, we were very interested in what Coach Whittingham, the players, were going to say. We haven't heard from these guys talk since this, after the spring game. So, it's always looking forward to what comes next and hearing about what updates have happened kind of during the offseason and what the team's gearing up for in fall camp. But I think the world was more interested in what Commissioner, Pac 12 Commissioner George Kalaikoff, had to say about this. And I really thought Coach Kalaikoff showed a lot of strength in this. 
in his opening statement and press conference as well. I thought he was great for the most part, answered all the questions. I thought he gave some awesome remarks. He could be short with a couple people when he wasn't feeling what they were putting down. You know, the media is always going to try to get certain answers and things out of people. And you could tell that commissioner was not having any of it at all. He opened talking about how his mission, the Pac-12's mission is to continue to grow and be a strong athletic and academic conference. He brought up multiple times how the Pac-12 has now outright won or tied for the lead in the most national championships amongst Power 5 schools 17 years in a row now. And they had seven national champions teams from the Pac-12 last year. So obviously something to be proud of. He brought up how these unprecedented transformation unprecedented transformation, so they trip over my words, has led to some changes, but he still believes the Pac-12 will remain the same in being a leader in supporting student athletes. They were, the Pac-12 is actually the first conference to include student athletes in their formal governing structure, guaranteeing post-competition injury concerns for four years, two more than any other conference, as well as all their great work they've done with social justice. So they really wanted to open and highlight and just reiterate what makes this conference such a great conference. And it is a great conference. You earn the Conference of Champions nickname by doing what we talked about, winning the national championship in seven different sports and 17 years straight being the Pac-12 tied for the most NCAA championships as well. So this conference has won a lot. Unfortunately, their success, though, hasn't come on the football field as much. And that's where this whole realignment talk and everything that's going on. And in general, why the PAC 12 gets kind of slighted in a lot of these discussions is because college football is obviously the most popular college sport. And in terms of college football, Utah and not Utah, the PAC 12 has had the least amount of success compared to those other schools, uh, the other power five conferences on the football field mentioned it with Oregon, of course, made the first ever college football playoff and Washington made it a year as well. But even the place like the Big 12 hasn't had the most success. But how many times have we still seen Oklahoma appear in the college football playoff? So still an example of just in terms of football, the Pac-12 is still behind those schools. That's something we know. And you could tell that's something that the commissioner is very focused on is trying to get a team into the college football playoff. He talked about expansion, talked about how bad he wants to have a team in the college football playoff and how close they were to doing that last year. Oregon was firmly in the discussion. I believe they were the fourth ranked team, maybe even third until they came to Rice Eccles and Utah absolutely obliterated them. If Utah starts cam rising from the jump last year, maybe they're in the college football playoff discussion as well, but couldn't get in that being a three loss team as they were. Also highlighted some of the other things that make the conference great, having two high draft picks, Drake London, Kayvon Thibodeau, talked about the future of it, having the four, five, all four five-star recruits from the Pac-12's geological footprint commit to Pac-12 schools. So all of that is great, but I still think the biggest thing everyone wanted to hear about from him is kind of what the future plans there are and what's going forward. And he really stressed that they want to really enhance the value of their media rights by coming up with different content and new things that make it exciting, getting better non-conference games as well, something they've made strides in doing. Obviously, the one of the big ones of those being the pack being Oregon going down to face Georgia in the first game of the season, but there's still steps to be taken for other games to be stronger, to draw in more views as well. And the other thing that comes with that is just winning as much as commissioner Kalyakov talks about what they need to do. At the end of the day, it's going to come down to these football coaches and programs to go out there, get the wins, make the college football playoff, get the big time upsets when they face off against these teams. You have to win it on the field. The conference can do everything it wants to set you up for success, but at the end of the day, you still have to deliver on that successful promise. And 
just going off that, Commissioner Klyakov kind of reiterated he's confident in the Pac-12's value. They are exploring potential expansions. The big thing he highlighted in that that I thought was interesting was he mentioned geography being an important factor. Um, for example, I didn't. I don't think the Pac-12 is going to try to pry any Power 5 teams away, and I don't think any Power 5 team would leave their current standing for the Pac-12, for example. But he really highlighted geography. So just for example, any team down kind of in the ACC or over in the Big Ten, I don't think the Pac-12 is going to be looking to add Rutgers, for example. So they highlighted geography. So that makes a lot of sense, right? Boise State's been frequently mentioned, as well as San Diego State being the two biggest ones. So if they are going to look to expansion, two teams like that makes sense as they fall into the geographical footprint. So overall, just during his opening statement, which went on for about 20 minutes, I want to say, and he looked very strong. One thing I was interested as well, you could tell he was practiced and ready as well as a trained public speaker. He was speaking to a room full of people. So he would start by looking at everyone on the right. And then his eyes would, as he would speak, he would drift over to the left over time. Then he'd reset and do it all again. So that's what he was doing the entire time. And for those of you listening right now, you probably have no idea what I'm talking about. As those of you watching may have a better idea, but you can tell he's a normal public speaker, wanted to try to give everyone a semblance of eye contact as he was rotating his head back and forth, trying to keep his head on the swivel to make everyone feel appreciated. So I thought he was very strong in his opening statement, made it sound confident that they have a plan, talked about how they're united. And I believe him. I really do this think this group has come together being the Pac-12 conference offices under Commissioner Klackoff and made a plan for the future. I believe they are talking about conference realignment and how to navigate it going forward. And going from there, then he opened it up to the media for questions. I thought it was funny how he was irritated at questions about how they're going to have to convince the Big Ten and SEC that the Pac-12 is worthy of a college football playoff spot. You can tell by based on his answer to that he was very annoyed by it. Feels that his teams are worthy of that consideration, and obviously you, there have been Pac-12 teams that have been so close to making it as well that there's Utah will have a chance, or any of these schools are going to have a chance to get in. So I I disagree with that question as well, but I thought it was. Cool of Commissioner Klyakov to be dismissive of it, basically saying like, "Hey, I know he said I recognize that we're not in where a lot of these other teams are in terms of revenue and production on the football field, but I totally believe we can get there, and a couple of our teams can absolutely be right there with some of the best teams in the country." Which, once again, Utah showed versus Ohio State. So he also talked about how he was looking at the different schools in the eyes, and he was reassured that they are here, and it's always. Tough to know with that stuff. We saw how USC and UCLA, especially the Big Ten with the whole alliance thing, kind of stabbed the Pac-12 in the back, but sounded confident that he had their words right now. And everyone that was in attendance talked about how united they have to be on this front. So it sounds like they're on the same page. Of course, the biggest comment he mentioned that got everyone talking during his opening up to the media for questions was how he talked about how he respected the Big 12, how he respected that the Big 12 is open for business, but we haven't decided if we're going to shop there yet, which everyone kind of laughed at. Later, he said that probably wasn't the nicest thing I've ever said, but felt like it needed to be said because he was frustrated about some of these rumors and everything that's kind of been percolating for the conference. Also brought up how he hasn't really dug into merging talks with the Mountain West, not surprising, and really believes that if you recruit the right kids and that these kids want to play in the Pac-12, that they're going to continue to up this revenue value and continue to improve on their results on the football field as they have done kind of these past few years. I mean, we saw Oregon go in and Oregon's beating Wisconsin in the Rose Bowl as well. So once again, their Pac-12 teams have proven they can hang with the big boys in some of these games and environments. So overall, I was impressed by Commissioner Klyakov. I thought he had a very good 
opening press conference. I thought he displayed the strength he needed to, made everyone confident that he has a plan, and I thought he overall really did knock it out of the park. There were a couple little blemishes. I mean, one time he brought up how um, we need to consider the student athletes more. I don't. I think rightfully so. The student athletes are getting great consideration with NIL deals. There's always more we could do to compensate them, but I thought that was just something interesting that he brought up. So it's going to be interesting to see what the future of the Pac-12 holds. None of this is obviously on Commissioner Kalyakov as he was dealt a horrible hand based on the past stuff that's happened. And it's going to be interesting to see how he gets it out of it, gets gets the conference out of it and into a better position with the future so uncertain about conference realignment and everything. But I believe the Pac-12 is in good hands. And that for, for me was reaffirmed by Commissioner Kalyakov's really strong press conference. I want to take an opportunity to tell you guys about Bet Online Net. Bet Online Net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, of course, NFL, right around the corner, and of course, college football or even golf stuff. How about Tony Phenom just winning his second major and back to back? Make sure you guys look and cash in on the odds for him for his next tournament. And you guys know the national media, the not the Pac-12 media, because the Pac-12 media is very high in this Utah team, but national media can often be very low on the youth. So take advantage, capitalize on them winning the Pac-12 win total if this team can make the college football playoff. Tons of great bets available for you guys at betonline.net. Head to BetOnline today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening today. BetOnline, where the game starts. So to close things off on today's show, wanted to talk about how Coach Witt made a fun appearance on SportsCenter and some of the social re- media reactions, some of the news we also got from some of the media members who were present for Pac-12 Media Day. Witt talked about on SportsCenter how he had the bump in recruiting, Said talked about how great is to have Cam back, as we already discussed. And this, the impact he leaves on the program, but talk about the bump in recruiting. Of course, it makes sense when you have the most successful season you have had in ter- in the last 10 years, for sure. I mean, you can put it against what they did versus Alabama, but in terms of more recent stuff, making the Rose Bowl has led to Utah getting the highest rated class they've ever gotten in Utah football history. And they were also able to do that before they had a great season as well, because a ton of those young guys being Clark Phillips and some of those Van Fillinger being another one. There were a lot of young guys last year that played a role for this Utah team. How about Cole Bishop, another one. So you could see the bump in recruiting that Coach Witt is talking about. Also talked about how he sees this Florida game as a great opportunity for his players. He knows it's going to be a big challenge, but that this team is ready for it. And overall, just talking about, it was great to see Coach Witt on SportsCenter as well. And just in general, kind of talking about the weekend, the media day, everything that goes into it. I thought Josh Newman of Salt Lake of the Salt Lake Tribune really summed it up well when he wrote earlier about how this week has been feeling for a while now that the Pac-12 is headed towards survival. Just a matter of time, what it looks like. I don't feel any different about after spending eight hours at media day talking and listening. That's where we are headed towards is survival. So that was Josh Newman talking about the future of the Pac-12 as a conference. That was the sense he got from being there, being present around the coaches, around the teams, around the Pac-12 as a conference there. He talked about the confidence they have in their continued success going down the line. To me, that makes a lot of sense just based on the quotes and everything that we saw. Another thing that I thought was interesting was talking about how Brett McMurphy, who's one of the college football insiders, talked about how he spoke to Commissioner Kalyakov and 
Klykoff told him that he's confident the remaining members will sign a new grant of rights. They'll sign as soon as I have a new deal in front of them that they want to sign up for. That they expect the Pac-12 media rights deal to be to five for to be for five to six years, which that could very well match up the timeline of when other schools' deals are done, and then we're heading more so in the super conferences. So to me, that makes a lot of sense that they feel that way about it. And I think it makes a lot of sense for these teams to re-up four, five to six years. I think by then we could see super teams start to form. And as I've talked about numerous times on this show, that is in the end where I feel like this conference will eventually go is in general, it will probably end up having to disband as there will be a super conference. But at least for the short term, I really feel like the Pac-12 has done a good job coming together. That was displayed at media day, that they're ready for the future. And I do believe these 10 to maybe 12 teams, if they decide to add a few more, will sign this new media rights deal and come together for that five to six year timeline and i think the overall pac-12 media day was a huge win for the conference it was great to hear from everyone hear from a ton of youth as well fall camp is starting up this week so we're gonna get to hear from cam rising coach wick clark phillips and the rest of this loaded utah coaching staff and personnel room as well. It's going to be a great season. We can't wait to get it going on Locked On Utes. This week, we're going to be talking about some of the biggest storylines heading into training camp, as well as what we're excited to see, the first reactions from the first couple of practices, as well as a couple other fun surprises this week on Locked On Utes. And as always, we appreciate you guys making us your first listen every day. But if you are in the market for a second listen every day, could I recommend to you Locked On Pac-12? Locked on Pac-12, make it your second listen every day, where hosts Spencer McLaughlin and local experts of Locked On take you across the Pac-12 in 30 minutes. Make Locked on Pac-12 your second listen every day. Make sure you guys follow us on the channel at Locked On Utes on Twitter. If you want more updates, feel free to follow me as well at JT Wistersell. Make sure to follow you guys back. Thank you for tuning in to today's edition of Locked On Utes, and we'll see you tomorrow.